Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Alexis Cubitt, Courier Journal Sports, covers Louisville. And what a nice weekend it was for them. They're jumping up into the top 25 higher and higher. Alexis joins Paul Craig and I'm David Smoke. Alexis, thanks for your time as always. Is this maybe earlier the success than people might have thought? Yeah, no, I definitely think so. Uh, I mean, you know, Jeff Brown came in and talked about, you know, he doesn't want this to be a, you know, a rebuilding situation. He wants to win now. And I think, you know, of course, fans kind of rally behind that. But when you look at it and you think, you know, okay, you're bringing in what, 26 transfers. You've got, you know, literally almost half of your team being new, including freshmen. Uh, I don't know that anyone really expected a six-month start. I mean, the schedule was favorable just because, you know, you don't have Florida State, you don't have Clemson, you don't have North Carolina, but I don't know that anyone really expected it to, to go this way. So it definitely has been a shocker. Um, you know, you, you kind of wonder with the NC State game, you're like, all right, you know, they're going on the road. Carter Finley's a tough place to play, but you come out of there with a, you know, a close win and then you get, you know, Notre Dame at home and, you know, they just had that, that crazy win against Duke and you kind of think, okay, maybe this is the one. And they go out there and, you know, turn a six-and-a-half-point underdog into a 13-point win. So, you know, I definitely think that uh, it's a kind of a storybook type of story, you know, with, with Jeff Brahman coming back. But, no, it's definitely far exceeded my expectations to this point. I kind of felt like just watching some of the fans in the game the other night is like they're yelling like, see, we told you Louisville <laughs> athletic department, just bring him back. It'll all be better. If you just bring him here. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I don't know if you guys ever saw, but on Twitter, there was the bring Brom home guy. Um, that was this Twitter account that literally like, I think every game last year, it was just like, you know, anti status field pro Brom type stuff. And, <laughs> This guy was getting requests up the the creek when you know Brown finally got hired because he he'd been like the the driving force behind his campaign had a whole hashtag and everything. So no, yeah, I mean I know someone who told me you know last December um, you know just wait like this is going to be something really good and I was like all right I'm gonna hold you to it He's like please do and so I texted him uh, Saturday night I was like well you were right <laughs> so no I think there's definitely one of those moments where uh, you know. Fans are fans are excited and definitely a, a good move by Josh Hood to to go ahead and get that deal done. Alexis, I, I comb box scores every week and become pretty familiar with with various names. And Jawar Jordan there for Louisville is a guy who who stands mm-hmm. out every single time. Can you just speak to his abilities, what you've seen, and and how impactful he is for this uh, Cardinals offense? Yeah, no, I mean, first of all, Jawar's story is really interesting because you know he, he came here from Syracuse and then. You know, he, he sat behind Jalen Mitchell and Tyron Evans last year and didn't really get an opportunity until late in the season um, because 
you know, Jalen transferred, Travion transferred. They had a bunch of guys transferring, and Tyon obviously going to the league. But, I mean, he had really good uh, Fenway Bowl game, offensive MVP, and then, you know, you come into this season, you pretty much figure he's going to be the starter, but he's really kind of taken off. Just he's so fast. <laughs> he's just so fast. Mm-hmm. You know, he, all he has to do is beat that one guy, and he's off to the races. And I think he's got like a – can't even remember how many, you know, was it 70-plus yard plays and just just an incredible talent that uh, was a little bit of a hidden gem but has really kind of come into his own and, and been a go-to player for Louisville this season. It, it's been fun to watch because he's kind of a quiet kid, but then you you know you watch him play and he's just so electric. And so definitely been one of the highlights of his offense so far. There's a note from the media blitz that uh, with Louisville's win against Notre Dame, Louisville has defeated an AP top 10 opponent back-to-back years for the first time in program history. Last year, they beat Wake Forest and Sam Hartman, and this year they beat Notre Dame and Sam Hartman. (laughs) Sam Hartman, yep. Yeah, you know, I I don't know what it is. Either Louisville really doesn't like Sam Hartman or Sam Hartman really doesn't like playing in that stadium, but it's just not good for him. (laughs) I think it was five sacks last year, five sacks this year. Uh, a couple turnovers this year. I think it was like four interceptions last year. It just I found a way to really get in his head. And, you know, you, you kind of wonder because he did switch programs, different systems and all those things. But, no, it was, it was still the same. So, um, I think after that, I mean, literally the first first drive, Quincy Riley gets the, the interception. Um, you kind of get the feeling that, okay, it's going to be a, a weak force game. Uh, the score wasn't quite as bad, but, I mean, same result. Um, so, yeah, I don't think Sam Hartman will be back in Louisville anytime soon. Yeah, I think I think also like the next time he hears a Jack Harlow song, he's going to throw his iPod at the wall. Right. But exactly. <laughs> Jack was probably one of the ones tackling him too. So. <laughs> yeah, he was right right there in the end zone uh, the mm-hmm. whole game. Alexis, just moving forward again, their schedule is they, they got the great deal that North Carolina still undefeated, FSU still undefeated, and none of those three mm-hmm. teams play each other how much of that right. is a is a little bit of a motivation for louisville to to not only take this big one over Notre Dame, but to kind of keep it rolling and, and avoid traps along the way i know they play miami but they just had mm-hmm. you know the most humiliating moment in the last 20 years in, in college football yeah no definitely so the thing is with louisville right now and, and we talked about this and shameless plug we'll have a story out tomorrow about it but you know, when you look back at, at Jeff Brom's career, he's won, you know, really big games before. Um, he was part of Illinois' 6-0 start. He was on that coaching staff. But then Illinois lost six straight. And then after every top five win that he's had, they lost the next game. So, you know, it's as impressive as beating Notre Dame has been, I think right now it's a matter of, okay, how will they respond to this? It is the perfect trap game. And they've won one game against, was it Wofford? And then have lost the last four games. They're, you know, got a new quarterback and moving some things around. So this, I think, would be. It will say. I mean, as crazy as it sounds, I think this game will say more to me than than last week's because you want you want success, but you want just that sustainability. And so I think that's going to be really important to to build build that against Pitt. You know, they don't have to buy them. They have Duke. Um, so yeah, I mean, and then they have the two Virginia schools, which, you know, there's that. Um, before they go to Miami. So I think you just kind of have to keep building on those wins and making sure that you're at your best when you do play Miami because, yeah, I mean, the ACC championship game is, is well within reach right now. And 
you know, everybody's starting to figure out what those tiebreakers would look like. And then you go to, you know, the, the ACC opponents. And so um, may not be the best for Louisville right now, considering the opponents that they do face. But, I mean, yeah, it, it's definitely um, definitely on the mind and uh, will be important for them to, to keep rolling. Alexis, last thing for me is that obviously things have simmered down, but they're still there when it comes to the ACC and some schools unhappy. Some schools are just kind of looking around and, okay, wait a minute, what's going to happen with us if, in fact, the ACC is the next one to have any kind of turmoil? Where does Louisville stand in all of this? How would this all affect them? You know, I think for them, I think adding the schools with SMU and uh, and Cal Stanford was good because it just helps them kind of, I guess, strengthen the league. I don't know if they really have a, a dog in the fight at this point. They're, they're not really at the level of the Clemsons and the FSUs yet, but they're not exactly, you know, Georgia Tech to say. Um, so I think they're kind of in that mid-pack where I don't know that they necessarily gain anything from, you know, I don't know. It's just a weird situation because they don't have that brand. But I think they're building up to that, and that's why it's so important for them to have or get that success in football so that they can kind of elevate themselves. But I think right now, if the ACC were to fold, it would definitely uh, be detrimental for them. So I think that um, their success largely depends on the success of the conference and, and trying to keep that going. Right now, what's more important, Louisville football with Braum at 6-0 and or Louisville basketball because that's usually the case? <laughs> You know, I think basketball has been put on hold for a little bit, um, which is crazy <laughs> to say in, in this uh, in this city. But I mean, you look at last year where they won, you know, four games in men's basketball, and right now, you know, football sitting at six and zero. Oh, so, uh, yeah, there's. <laughs> I think it's safe to say that uh, for maybe I don't know. I don't want to say first time because 2013 was really big, but then they won national championship basketball but i think at least for one of the first times in kentucky sports history you got football kind of at least in louisville football is a a little bit elevated right now good the hometown hero right uh, is there uh, with jeff brom thanks for your time alexis we appreciate you anytime This has been a Rogue Media Network production.